Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in, and welcome to the BoxCast podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Wade. And I'm Gary. And we have a super, super juicy topic to talk about today, one that we can all relate to. When I go to buy my first camera... Don't buy it from Best Buy. Don't buy it from Best Buy. <laughs> That's not too bad of advice. But we first start. I think we actually did buy our first camera from Best Buy. We did, Gary. In Ohio. Don't be like these guys. Oh, Canon Vixia HFG20. That's what we bought. Wow. Anyway, topic for discussion today is about something you may know when you're going to buy your first camera or a new camera for live streaming. Do I go the route of buying a video camera, a traditional camcorder yes uh that's the term is a camcorder uh or professional video camera or do i go out and buy a mirrorless camera no and there are warring debates happening at this table right now on which one you should choose um the answer is it depends of course but we were going to dive into today on the various different camera types there are and which direction you should head in when you're going to start and live streaming. I'm going to leave. So. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, we talked about audio, and Josh and I just blankly stared at you, Gary. This yeah. episode, you could just blankly I stare at us. I don't know how many of our viewers will maybe comment on that later, but um, yeah, the glazing over was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Gary just started talking about things. Can, you, can and, well, you explain mono versus stereo? I feel like we were like that person, that meme with the lady who has all the <laughs> yes. symbols by her head. We yes. were just trying to calculate. We're like, we don't Math know. Math everywhere. Yeah, yeah I had smoke coming out of my ears. Yeah, we could smell it from here. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, okay. So, I guess maybe maybe I'll help drive some of the questions. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a camera guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if I ever was a camera guy, I'd probably turn to you guys for the camera. Um, I know that when I turned for our church, we asked, uh, you know, your guys' opinions, you sent me like 15 and then I was like, can you guys just star one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it was actually yeah. the, the HF, uh, G20 that yeah. we got. So, which was, it's still a great camera. It works really well. Oh yeah. But so give me some reasons, gentlemen as to why I would choose a mirrorless camera over, say, a standard camcorder. Okay. Okay, so the first thing about it is um, it's going, at at the highest level, it's going to give you a more cinematic, higher quality image in a typical I'm streaming from home circumstance. Um, But isn't a mirrorless a DSLR, essentially? Yeah, if we say mirrorless, we can say DSLR. The difference between mirrorless and DSLR cameras is there's no mirror, like, reflecting right. in the camera like there used to be. Like, you know how old cameras used to take a photo and you'd hear that snap, snap, snap? Yeah. They don't the really... Shutter. Mi- yeah, the shutter. There's no, like, mirrored shutter in, in a mirrorless camera like that. So this isn't one of, like, those 1970s, like, hold-up-to-your-eye right. periscopes, right? You look <laughs> no, over right. the fence line, it's got the mirrors bouncing images. Yeah, that's a great point, because you might look at a mirrorless camera and think that's only for taking photos. But, obviously, a lot of new-age videographers, people like my like Wade and myself, uh, we're leaning more and more towards mirrorless cameras because they just offer such higher-quality images. Yeah. And there's a ton of reasons for that. And, and I will say... Well, but that doesn't mean does. they're better. That's just we're making the case for them on that side of things. Yeah, and I will say be careful because I know a lot of times if you get the DSLR-style body or mirrorless camera body, just make sure it has a clean HDMI output. And I'll put some images oh, on yeah. the screen of what a clean HDMI output do we use does not look like. Salt, soap, and water when so, you do this? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so you, you take it to the bathtub and you clean it up. No, it pretty, pretty much a clean HDMI output, um, which I would say – almost every camcorder has this what it is is when you plug it into a device like a boxcaster or a switcher or a recorder 
it gives you the full image. It's nice and clean. There's no icons on the screen everywhere like that. So no HUD. No, yeah, no HUD. No, no display icons is what I'd yeah, call them. Yeah, that's a great on that's screen a great on screen it. markers as some cameras call them. Um, but with you know with the camcorders, you'll be good. With some DSLRs, especially some of the and I, I dare I say cheap. They're not super cheap. You know, they could be six hundred, seven hundred bucks. Lower tiered. Lower tiered. They won't give you the clean HDMI output. So I think Elgato actually has a really, really good selection of things they've tried. So I'll put a link on the screen or go to Elgato and check clean HDMI output. Just Google search that, and they have a whole list of cameras that tell you what it is. What I'm getting at is once you determine this camera has a clean HDMI output. The mirrorless cameras will create more cinematic look, give you more shallow depth of field, which in some live streaming circumstances, that can be really good. In others, it might not be necessary. Or, give, give me an example. Yeah, so we were just streaming um, an event. It was like a charity event. And there was just a shot where there was these two people standing in front of the camera, and they were pretty close to the camera. There wasn't actually a ton behind them. It was like a fireplace. And for that, we used our Canon EOS R. Um, and it was just a nice wide shot of them, got them in focus, and they looked really, really good. If we had used like our Sony, which we have like Sony NX5Rs is what they're called, or maybe if we had used like a Canon G20, the image would probably look flat. Flat. The lighting would just be okay. And I think in a circumstance like where you're doing an interview or you're doing something with one person looking right at the camera and they're, they're kind of close to the camera, a mirrorless camera does a really, really good job. Is it because you want the depth of field to be different? Yes. You want that contrast mm-hmm. yes. on the back end. I know you have seen footage of you guys, what you've done in the past with different, you know, styles of cinematography yeah, right. in your videos and stuff. So but you want that contrast. So you want so I guess the main thing is you want your focus to be on whoever's in the foreground and the background to melt away into the video. Right. Yes, exactly. yes. You want that depth of field. And um and the other thing about them is this could be seen as an advantage or as a disadvantage, but mirrorless cameras usually allow you to pick from a variety of lenses to create a more artistic look. Or or you're going to spend a lot of money. So we but, can't just use a 50 yeah. nifty and call it a day? Oh, yeah. The, the 50 <laughs> nifty will get you very far, but it won't help you in every situation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as I think in, in this podcast, what you're going to learn is there... Each camera is good for each situation, and we're going to try to break that down for you guys. They're just tools, and they're all designed for different jobs. Right. Well, but and, but you have to choose the right tool for the right job. Yes. Right. right. Like, I wouldn't use a hammer to make pancakes. Exactly. Exactly. And I so mean, there are some live streaming scenarios where that camera makes more sense. There are some scenarios where a traditional video camera, also known as a camcorder, makes more sense. Um, Talk to me about distance, then. So the thing you do lose with a mirrorless camera, I guess we're doing pros and cons of mirrorless. The thing you do lose is a general zoom range because you'd have to find a fat lens that's going to be able to to go up to 600 millimeters. So we're talking about usually that's large, a larger lens with yeah that that can zoom in really far and it can mount to that small camera body that you have. So you you do lose that and. Even if you are able to pay for that, like Wade and I have a seventy to two hundred, and that was like twenty eight hundred bucks. So it, they're and not cheap. Probably needs yeah. its own tripod at the same time. Right? Yeah, you you almost yes. have to mount the lens. Separately. Yeah, you can't use really a cheap tripod when you have such a big lens. So like we that. don't yeah. want to tie any twine so, to the front of it and like arch it over. Yeah, something don't use any don't use any gaff tape to just yeah. tape it all Ooh, down. That's a good that's, idea. I like yeah. that. So so if you're in a situation like that where you need you know you're doing live sports and things like that and you need. To zoom, zoom in 
pretty far in to capture the action or you're doing multi-cam, mirrorless may not be the way to go for you. But in a vlog style setup or like what we're doing now, yeah. we're using mirrorless cameras um, to get the close-ups of us because they just create a better, cleaner look. They're better with skin tones, like Wade said. And I'm sure you can They're maybe, not as grainy, you usually. You can almost maybe tell a little bit if Kevin, our producer, wants to like show you for, like the camera that's facing us is our Canon EOS R. Mirrorless camera going HDMI, mini HDMI to HDMI right into our switcher because it's just right over there. What's the lens on it? It is a 35 millimeter 35 lens. millimeter. Uh, Ooh, see, like like old school Kodak 35? And see, and it's a prime is, lens. And see, and this is one of the, again, advantages, disadvantages. It's perfect because it's right here. But you can't zoom with that lens because right. it's only thirty-five millimeters. So you're stuck. But it with gives that distance. us, yeah, you're stuck. It's a little. It seems so to counterintuitive. Like, to so your only that zoom option is to walk forward or back. Is mm-hmm. to move the tripod forward or back. Okay. Again, a disadvantage. Now, if we cut to a wide shot here, um, you'll see that this is our Sony NX5R. The reason that we're using it is because I don't know. It's just a wide shot. We just we need another camera, and this is probably the angle that we spend the least amount of time on. Oddly enough. And we ran um, out of cameras. So and we, we ran out of cameras. But it, I would assume you should be seeing it. It's probably not as crisp. There's maybe a little more graininess mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, but when you zoom this guy in far, like you're like not far, but hey, someone's on stage and you need to zoom in on them and the lighting's half decent, it looks good. I mean, well, we that's were going surprised. back to pros and cons of mirrorless cameras. That's a, that's a great point yeah. is mirrorless cameras are going to do a better job in low light than a professional camcorder. So that is an advantage, and they tend to. Now, are you live streaming in a low-lit situation? I don't know. Probably not. But sometimes the ideal is less than lighting, or the lighting is neutral, and the camcorder does a bad job with just sure. neutral office lighting, yeah. I would say. you know. Um, and that's a good, another good reason to have more of like a mirrorless camera. Gotcha. Yeah. So those are the pros and cons of those. So what about customizing your DSLRs, your mirrorlesses? What, what oh, would you say is some, some options? I mean, outside of course, you know, Cinefoil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we love Cinefoil. We have so much of that now. Uh, the uh, the interesting thing is that when you buy a mirrorless camera, it's kind of like you're buying like, uh, it's kind of like you're buying a, a stock car that okay. doesn't have any of the bells and whistles to it, and you need to kind of soup it up a little bit, um, with a lens, you know, with a recorder, with an external battery. Uh, with all the extra stuff that can make it like souped up, a hand grip, a hand, yeah, a hand grip, a stabilizer, all that stuff. Uh, when you're buying a video camera or a professional camcorder, a lot of that stuff is baked in, including the lens, which some people don't want to think about having to buy a lens. But the, aren't there aren't there traditional camcorders out there now that offer the ability to swap out the lens? Uh, there like, are some, like but Black Magic Ursa. Yeah, but the the price point at that at that point you're spending a a lot of money to to milk that camera. Well, sure. Of course you are. To but, get the most out of it. And it's an option. And I would say it. we love the Blackmagic cameras. Gary's camera is a Blackmagic camera actually, the Pocket 6K. The only real problem with those, and again, we're mixing a lot of cameras with our setup is they don't have autofocus. Yeah. So you have to focus. You need to focus. You, need to, you have to manually focus on stuff. So if you have someone who is on a stage, or you, especially sports, and they're running around, and you need yeah, to keep refocusing, that can be really tough. When something like a camcorder can keep focus pretty well, depending on the brand. And I mean, the DSLR does decent with focus too. I think it's it's a little bit more like well, 
choppy. I mean, it does take a lot to make me look good. So oh, we, we make to, you look great. We have great. to put the best on. So yeah, okay. I mean, the um. thing to remember with those, like the Black Magic broadcast, Ursa broadcasts, they're at a great price point. But you have to remember, like I said, you're just buying a stock car. Yeah, the camera lens in itself is going to be Yeah, you're going to have to buy really nice lenses, uh, really nice adapters, all kinds of weird mods to get it to go. Um, Yeah, you could put five with the camera plus a lens plus maybe a focus like wheel to make sure things are in focus. You're not touching the lens. You could spend five or seven grand real quick. So with a DSLR or a mirrorless camera at this point, what about like um, a zoom controller? If if that was ever like a would you oh, would you so recommend the that zoom that controllers for the for the camcorders and using DSLR mirrorless more for that static shot with the the zoom in on the camera yeah uh, for the lens so the benefits can be pretty much applied to both scenarios it's just you would be more interested in cinematography style at that point yeah that's exactly it I mean really the bottom line is do you want it to look cinematic or are you do you want it to have that live produced event look right um. The only other downside I can think with mirrorless, because I really hyped them up, but the only other downsides are, one, the record times, depending on the manufacturer, can be up to 30 minutes, so you can't record like a full worship service. Oh, you can't record more than 30 minutes, you mean? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you have to click the record button again to restart the recording. Oh, so that's what Kevin has to do from time to time. Yes, yes. (laughs) Ah, Yeah. Poor Kevin. But, yeah, that can happen. He's got to work for his bread, boys. He's got to work for his bread. He's working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the other thing is the battery lives uh, can be a little weaker on them. Um, the the batteries that they build into professional camcorders do tend to be designed to last longer because they know you're you they they know you're an event videographer and that's what you're doing. Whereas when Wade and I go shoot weddings all throughout a day with a with a mirrorless camera, we can be going through burning through like four or five six batteries. And how many we, batteries do you have now? I think, I think how we many have six. six. At least yeah. six. Yeah, but we also have a really big, beefy battery that I love, and I don't know the exact name of it, um, but it- We it, found something. We found something. A dummy, pretty, it's called a dummy yeah, battery. Yeah, pretty much it's like a dummy battery that we can put on the bottom, and it will last like hours running wow. that camera It'll last us like 10 hours. And we could always plug it But we had to spend another 250 bucks to get that to happen. Yeah. Wow. To, to, at the end of the day, to make it all work. Right. So, so I want to jump back to cinematography for a second. So, I mean, I, I know, like, the Alfred Hitchcock cinematography or, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah. What, when we say cinematography, what exactly do you mean? I think we're talking about um, not only, like, how high quality the image looks, but how artistic and how much it follows a story. Okay. Um, I think when you're talking about videography and live event production, what your your priority is is clarity and um, correctness. So how do you achieve that? Is that through something like, like not post correction on color, but would it be like saturation, contrast, white balancing, dynamic ranging? Like wh- where does that lead? How do you achieve achieve that live or or yeah how do you i mean that's primarily what we discuss right is like live streaming yeah uh, when we say cinematic style yeah what plays into that well there i mean it gets a little deeper than that than just the lens and the camera there's like the set and the lighting give me the 50 cent tour here i i i don't know how to do it in just a couple of sentences what do you I, think? I would say, again, because kind of the argument is like, when would you use a mirrorless or like more cinematic camera versus uh, like a camcorder, right? 
So in certain situations, like I would think if you're doing an interview between two people. Okay. And you and you don't need to zoom in super super far static because shot. you're all you, you've got the lighting, you've got your set, you've got you know, and you have a static shot, and maybe you have a camera that just pivots between the two. Um, that's a good time to use mirrorless cameras, and you know, hey, the interview is only going to be thirty forty five minutes. It's not going to be a two hour event. Um, the other times I would maybe use a mirrorless camera, and we use this often, um, or not often, but if you are doing sports. And it doesn't need to fully record the whole time, and you want to put it on like a Ronin or something like that. You could put a little camcorder on a Ronin too, like a mm-hmm. stabilizer, but it will give you. I know, and this is like the new thing in the NFL, and it's so funny to see like everyone freak out when you see like, like a Ronin. That never depth seen of field camera, that depth yeah. of field camera. Now, those are like really, really high end, obviously, cinematic cameras, but like something like our EOSR could recreate that at like a, a local basketball game or a football game okay. where you have it on the field and it's just really shallow depth of field and someone's like coming up to the camera and it's like, whoa, what kind of camera are they using? When your camcorder might not give you that same look. It's not a camera. They've shrunk the entire event down to the size of your TV and yes. it's now there. Yes. So right. Like um, Willy Wonka style. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would think, I mean, again, going back to camcorders, when you need better battery life, you need Zoom you need probably the ability to follow someone a little bit easier while zooming in and out. And you can add a zoom controller to a camcorder on your you know, tripod and stuff like that. I know we have some videos on what zoom controllers are. Um, that's when you'd want to use a normal camcorder. Um, yeah, the advantage which, of it, I mean, I think the number one thing for us um, is we often find ourselves for live events in the back of a room. Um, or like hiding or tucked away, yeah. Yes. And cre- creeping, creeping from the stands, you know, or anything like that. And the ability to have a built-in lens that can zoom in twenty, thirty, forty x optical, just meaning twenty times farther in from its widest. The setting. key word there is optical, not digital. Not digital. Well, digital's 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 not bad either. It's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah. But not digital. Optical yeah. is the important keyword. Yeah. Right? You want you want to have you want to focus on the optical zoom, but even on the Sony NX5Rs, um, they have what's called clear image zoom, which is digital zoom, but it gets you up to is it 30x? I think so. Yeah, it gets you pretty far. It gets you pretty far, and 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 we'll pull up some examples. But we were we were probably about a hundred feet back last Friday at a, a Cleveland mayoral debate, and what was important is to capture each mayor, mayoral candidate's faces and expressions and we wanted them like uptight. You know mm-hmm. how like when you watch presidential debates, yeah. they're all up in there. Yeah, they're like they got the podium and then there's a yeah. set there's yeah. a set ratio to how they capture those people. But yeah, yes. Exactly. We wanted the same thing, but they could only put us like at least a hundred feet back from the Ooh, stage. Okay. Yeah. And we were like, well it's a good thing we have these because they were able to get in exactly because, there. Yeah, I don't think, I think if we would have had our mirrorless camera, you would have needed at least like, their lenses that are like 100 to 400 millimeter. Might have got us to the same look that we wanted to for yeah. the NX, like the Sonys that we have. And someone too, if you know the exact ratio of it, I mean, comment below or correct me if I'm wrong, but it would, but then it also limits you if someone wants to start walking around and everything, now you're like super close in and so for those situations, like Josh was saying, like when you need to zoom in, you need to get close, and the lighting there was decent. It was if okay. the lighting's good, then yeah, we always don't, <laughs> always go back to the always go back thing. to the lighting. Dude, well, the, that's the disadvantage that professional camcorders have is they're just not as great in low light. Yeah, or I think we talked about this in one of the first. And couple I think they're episodes. not designed that way. Yeah. Sorry, 
I, this is a weird weird tangent, but I think they're not designed that way because they expect the people using those big bulky camcorders to be shooting in places like press conferences and stages and, and churches where there is like some light design happening and they're like, well, that's taken care of. Whereas I think mirrorless cameras are designed with the cinematographer right. in mind. We're like shooting night scenes and shooting all kinds of weird lights. Or where you're scenarios. sitting in yeah. the middle of a theater and it's all fluorescent lights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, all the time. So that's not considered well lit. That's considered low light? I would say that's low light for, <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, we again, we talked about Cause this. Because it's just, it's just standard lighting. We, we talked about this in one of our first episodes where we were talking about how we were streaming graduations. Right. And we, we actually changed out one of our Sony cameras for our Blackmagic camera. Because we were trying to zoom in on the podium. And the podium shot, since we were just using the gym lighting, they didn't add any additional lighting like on the stage. When you had the Sony up close, we had to put the gain up a little bit. So it was maybe like 9. Is that, it's not dB. Does it go by? How does gain go on there? Gain is dB also. Okay, so go, yeah. let's say 9 dB or 12 dB. When you saw the Sony, like, and they were close, it was so grainy and gross. Because there was no real lighting on them. It was all just like you know a ton of fluorescent, whatever. A ton of lights in the ceiling. So we actually had to switch to our Blackmagic camera, sacrifice a little bit of zoom and distance, but it looked so much better because, I don't know, it just... The it, image was cleaner. Um, the image was cleaner, and it just did a lot better in low light. Now, uh, you maybe shouldn't be switching mid-event, but hey, after one graduation looks, eh, okay, you're like, I need to go to another one. Okay. An- another camera if so, you can. I mean, you've, we, I'm going to be honest, in our brief, you guys literally hit everything in the brief in like a matter of 20 minutes here. So You're so it's hyped fine. up on cold you're brew so and excited oh, about getting, the topic. Yeah, you're, you're so cold brew has got you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just, oh, have we even yeah. answered any questions yet? I really I don't, don't even know. I, don't I, know I actually anything. have a uh, another point to this, though, that I wanted to make, that if you can learn to shoot manual on one of them, it's like driving stick. You can learn to shoot manual on the other type. Any type of camera you learn the mechanics of and you understand um, ISO, white balance, shutter speed, and iris or, well, that's where it gets confusing. I'll explain that later too. But if you learn the manual settings on one, it will naturally transfer into the other one. Uh Uh-oh, come here, computer. See, my computer is getting bored of me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I Kevin hope our listeners too, and says. watchers aren't, though. I mean, Kevin you know, is. We're <laughs> just going on such a tangent today. We're really okay. hyped up on But coffee. you know what I mean? Like, have you ever driven? You, well, you learn how like to. It's audio. It's just le- like with audio. Yeah. If you, can, if you can drive stick in a truck, you can drive stick in a car. That's a good analogy. Yeah. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a sideball. I'm just going to sideball Let's this. Let's go. Hit us with a curveball. Okay. Let's say you can't afford a mirrorless camera. Very, oh, dun, very possible. Hugely, hugely possible. possible. I think, without having any real statistics, I think maybe opinionated here. No, you're sixty, sixty-five percent right. of any live streamer is not going to be able to afford a mirrorless camera. I yeah, because that, I think that's again, you're just buying. You're the just body. buying the body, like a bot, like the right. EOSR body. No lenses, nothing else what? is eighteen hundred. I was gonna say it's like two thousand yeah. dollars just the body. That right? like this little rig here that's little and. Is like a twenty four hundred dollars setup. I was gonna say, and the thirty five hundred, the uh, thirty five millimeter so, lens is like six hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's play on the the sixty five seventy percent of you know people who are not gonna be able to afford a four K. Yep. Or eight K mirrorless camera. You know, right out the gate. Yeah. Yes. What would you give them as possible things to look for, and why? And a traditional camcorder. Yeah. 
I'll go first. You or you want to? Yeah, go? You, no, you can go. All right, no, I would go. say. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say one of the first big things you want to look for and consider is, and this is just my opinion, but is the distance that camera can zoom in, depending on what you're filming. Okay. So if it's different all the time, then try to get more zoom. But if you know it's like, okay, we just need to film this auditorium, and it's like, you know, should I get the 12x zoom or should I get the 20x zoom? So I could probably get the 20x zoom because you're okay. filming an auditorium, you're in the back, there's probably 20 rows of seating in front of you. You need to be able to zoom up on stage. Um, and I would say zooming in, and then the next thing, can you tell? I don't know if you can really tell low light quality you, you it's like the um, not the f-stop you it know is. what i do it well it's, just, it. it's the f it's the lens the sensor size but, yeah Visit it's youtube and see some reviews of these i go to youtube they and i say canon vixia hf r800 low light test examples which is a very low very low tier you'd be surprised what you can find people doing. I'm just or saying, sample it's, footage it's a very yeah. low tier camcorder Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a low-tier camcorder. It's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> right, outside of using your iPhone. It, you're better off using your iPhone, maybe. I don't know, it depends. Doesn't we can have, go into doesn't that. doesn't have 20x zoom. But that's zoom. true. Oh, yeah, the Unless zoom Unless you buy those nifty little kits now that give you the lenses. Your zoom lens would be like this long. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. That's true. Okay. So, all right, so what's another thing that uh, any uh, proprietor of looking to purchase one of these would be? Like I mean, okay, so we've yeah. got zoom, right? We've got low light options. What else, what are some things like standard features that you would say are needed on a camcorder for our average mm-hmm. our yeah. average person? Um, I would look at the way uh the way it can output video. Like so Wade the, mentioned earlier. The IOs? Yeah, the inputs and outputs. I would just make sure it has some sort of HDMI output that can send a clean signal. Pretty much any video camcorder will. Does it matter what type of HDMI signal out it is? No, um, because you can always get it to a regular size HDMI. The well, point is, yeah. The the point is, um, you're going to want to see some sort of HDMI out. And I and I'll say this. No X with a little asterisk, but like if it's micro HDMI. I mean, that can go maybe, what, like 10 feet, 15 feet? If yeah. it's mini HDMI, it's like that can also only go like 15 feet. If it's full-size HDMI, which is a little bit more rare, I feel like, in, in smaller cameras, um, you might be able to get 25, maybe maybe 50, maybe 50 feet. feet. So keep that in mind, too, is placement of your cameras. Because I feel like a lot of times people buy cameras and they think, oh, I, just, I can just buy that 100-foot HDMI cable I saw on Amazon for 46 bucks, And it's like, you could, I have but a it might that it might earlier. not work. Well, we I won't say the piece of advice we got from this one guy at a hotel. He said if they make it, just buy it. I'm but like, nope, that's not how that works. That's not, right. <laughs> that's not how it should work. No, no, no. That's exactly how <laughs> yeah. it should work. That's if not, they make it, just buy it. Right? Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny though, Gary, about the the low cost, like what to look for features. There are a lot of brands that just sell better gear than other brands. And without throwing anybody under the bus, without throwing anybody under the bus, don't buy <laughs> cameras. <laughs> well, okay, and here's here's why because you can look at two cameras side he by did side. It. He threw them under the bus. <laughs> well, we're not getting them as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, if you're I, listening to this, it's, I'm it's sorry. not about that. I'm sure they make they they make great cameras, but the problem is people like definitely price shop, which is fine. But you can look at two cameras and look at them side by side and look at the top four specs of each camera. 
and they could be identical. And that doesn't mean that they're even close to looking alike, which is why I always do the, like the footage samples thing. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, yes, this camera says it's 4K. That doesn't mean it's a beautiful camera. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've seen that There's a lot happen. of marketing that goes into to these products to get I've you to seen, buy them. I've seen that happen. You know how that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we recently bought for our house of worship for our church, we bought a smaller camera. I'm not going to give the name out. <laughs> if they listen to the podcast and you pay attention, you'll know what it is. So. <laughs> you might, you just might. Um, but we bought a small one, and it says it can do 4K. Now, on the video, the actual camera, it doesn't look anywhere near 4K. Um, and when we output it into the A10 Minis um, at 1080, it doesn't even look like it's 1080. And we bought this camera specifically for our Bible study room because it has the microphone built in. Yeah, and it's from a big named company that does a lot with audio, mm-hmm. and but this thing does not have, and we thought it was, we thought it was a decent system, um, and we're kind of regretting. Uh, that's that. a bummer. Yeah, so I definitely know, like, if you're, I mean, if you're a novice at this, like I am, I know not to buy that camera off yeah, of Amazon. And- and I'll say, yeah. I, I will, yes, I will say, and I'll say two things too. <laughs> not saying where I got it or not anything. saying where yeah, I yeah. bought it on sale. <laughs> yeah. Um, make sure that if you are going to buy a new camera, we've said this before, rent it before you buy it. If it's a very, if you can if it, rent it, yeah. If, if you can't rent model. it from a company, find a find a place that has one. I don't know if that's a good it. sign. Yeah. Go to Best Buy, yeah. and see if they have yes. one that you, you can look yeah. at it. Right. So, but always rent before you buy. I mean, Josh. And we we have some horror stories of we've we've spent you know we bought these two and again not naming names we bought these two cameras it cost us uh, you know anywhere from five to six thousand dollars for both camcorders we got them in our hands and we were just never happy with them and then we switched to our Sony's which were the same price and they were a little older than these ones and the Sony's don't do 4K these other ones did 4K and they were like all special yeah and we were. So much happier with our Sony's. I feel like that's how you're gonna feel when you guys get that digital mixing console in. Like, oh. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I think I th- that dang that's that's a great point. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not just another pretty face, pal. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we've got lens sensor lens. We got sensors. We've got all these. What are some other sta- other than HDMI and outputs and inputs? What are some other standard things that you would say? Please look at these things like most people they want a suggestion right because yeah. i mean I, if we can be honest like we all know this like our clients have you know called in or emailed yeah. in and it was like i just want a suggestion like just give you guys know what range. works yes. let me know what works right so without naming names what are some things that that our viewers and listeners should look for in a camera that may be sub twenty five hundred dollars um i mean anything at this point should be able to record in in 4k and I know I said that that's a buzzword. It it is a buzzword. It's used like way too often, but it should be able to do 4K at this point. Um, and I think that it's important to like look at, uh, like look at look at what you're actually doing as an organization. Are my, are you trying to just live stream, or do you have other like side projects that you're trying to film too? So multifaceted, yeah, yeah. And if you need something more multifaceted, okay. then you really need to be paying attention to like, can this camera do slow motion? Does it have um, a hot shoe to add an audio? Yeah. Can I add? A, can I, yeah, I was about to just say audio inputs. I mean, can I add an XLR shotgun mic to the top of it? Because 
I'm going to be holding it like this and filming someone right. at just like some quick grab and go stuff to promote yeah. said thing that's coming up. In Does a it month. have enough outputs for me to be yeah. able to run SDI can, or HDI yeah. out mm-hmm. on it? Or can I plug a microphone into it, like a nicer microphone? Just a yeah. microphone in general. Yeah. Right. Right. Can I plug anything like that? Doesn't mount to a tripod. Yeah. Because I know if anybody's shopping on a budget, then they're probably not just wanting a one trick pony. And in which case, that's where like the Canon Vixia line is really good. I actually look forward to a one trick turtle yeah. myself. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we and I know. I mean, maybe I mean we'll. I'll name some names, but like we always recommend the Canon Vixia line. And if the people want to know, if you're like, just God dang it, I've listened to this for 27 minutes and you guys haven't said any suggestions. It's like my suggestion is Canon Vixia. That whole line, they come from like two hundred fifty dollars all the way up to like a thousand or fifteen hundred. I think they're about. They have they have yeah. the Canon, you know. I would say they're perfect hybrid. Yeah, the, this the, one, the and HF then there's also there G sixty, and yeah. it's a it's a four K camcorder. It it's a nice looking camera. It looks good. The and, optics are good too. <laughs> yeah, and well, and we say this, and it's all got of a good our, mix of digital like and optical we zoom. Say this in all of our webinars and stuff like that. But these can like these Canon cameras. They they will grow with your production, right? And that's, that's the what we say. Though, that's the it? point. Is like you might right. spend, you might go nine hundred bucks for a, a G four G forty or G fifty. That's a lot. It's like, but once you get it, it's locked in. It's good. And then a year, a year and a half from now, you might go, I need another camera. Mm-hmm. So and now we have a twenty five hundred dollar budget. So it's like you get the two thousand dollar camera, but the Canon still can hold its own, sure, and be your wide shot now or be a backup close up, whatever it is, and um. Yeah, so I, I I just I'm a big fan of the Canon Vixia stuff, even so, though we're using Sony's. But so we talked about accessories and like options for things, and and this might trail off from the camera thing. But do you think the tripod makes all the difference too? Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, I'm Gary. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we we have we talked about this on a podcast. We have not, yet? but oh. I didn't want to go too down the too down deep down the rabbit hole here. But like, I yeah. mean, yeah, tripods are. I'm gonna really be honest. Important. Like y'all sent me, you sent me one of these NXR you know, Sony cameras and uh, to use for one of the webinars. And you gave me the flimsiest Manfrotto I had ever seen. Gary, that's not my fault. And I was like, (laughs) and I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this thing ain't going to hold this. Right. So, but like, I know that we're talking cameras, but really it's a, it's a, it's a multi thing here. Like you have to consider everything down the line, quality of your cable that you're using. And I'm sorry, if you're buying cheap $7 HDMI cables, those will probably work for your, you know, new PS5, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but they're not going to work for a, a camera all the time. They could burn out quickly. They could burn out quick. So, yeah. like, you know, good quality camera, good quality cabling, good quality microphones, good quality tripods. You know, we're not saying buy good, you know, excellent quality of anything. We're just saying, yeah. look, do your research and find good quality and I mean, stuff. It just goes to like, there's you. You have to balance out like what the weakest link in your chain is. Well, you know? it's usually Clements, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you depends but, on the day. But again, there's no if if you're gonna if, <laughs> hey, I have twenty five hundred dollars to spend. You spend that all on a camera, and then you go to Walmart and you buy the ten dollar tripod, Protect tripod on your on your own budget because you're like, oh, they, I don't they didn't give me more money. It's like that tri that tripod's not gonna be able to hold the camera you just bought. Let alone not. if you need to follow anything, it's gonna be really bad. So yeah, so tripods. That is is an investment. I know when we first bought our our tri, we bought a tripod for like six hundred bucks. We're like, why did we do this? And it and you found out why. And we found out why it works great. One that we love um, a lot, and it's just sitting right here, so I'm just gonna read it. Is the Magnus Rex four thousand, and we got it I think for two hundred fifty bucks. Now again, if you've never spent two hundred fifty dollars on a tripod, that's quite a bit of money. 
but that's like spending two hundred and fifty dollars on seat covers for your car. It is, but it holds our Sony cameras amazingly. I film a lot of my stepdaughter's basketball games with it, and it 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 and just you, the ability to move the camera around and be smooth and everything like that. People are like, this stream is so much better than like the high school, and it's just one guy over there. I'm like, it, it's because I have a really nice yeah. tripod, and it's, along it's, with a good it's camera. But affordable. Yeah. How much is that one? Is it this? I, I think it's two fifty. So it's. It's affordable, but it still has all the professional features yeah. that aren't, they're not professional features that I was saying like before where they, they're just marketed like professional, but they're not. It operates like a professional tripod. And I'm sure other manufacturers would explain why that's no good or like why it's not built the same. But in our end user experience, it it's hard to notice the difference between that and like a six seven hundred dollar tripod sometimes right yeah right so would you say uh and i'm like i'm gonna switch gears on you yeah no it's faster. fine so would you we're say, just giving you the quick tips today. yeah the quick tip stuff yeah um would you say mobility is a factor in a lot of this too like i understand it's based on type yeah. of broadcast or type of you know event or whatever oh yeah yeah but like i'm talking more like setup tear down i think it's easier to set up a, a professional camcorder because like i said the camera well as long as you know how to use it but like well but they let you shoot in auto i think it's easier to set up a camcorder because it's designed as one system whereas like i said before when we're buying mirrorless cameras we're piece parting it we're we're modding it um we need to think about a lot of other things that that come into play 3d printing stuff for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um so it's easier for uh for true running gun type stuff as long as you're not concerned about getting that cinematic when you image, say running gun what do you mean i mean do you remember the first professional camcorder we bought we we went to a 5k and i literally ran around the course and i was able to like pull it up pull it up get shots you can kind of stabilize it a little bit handheld a little bit better yeah you can a little because can... if it's a little bigger or usually those camcorders they have like the little side grip thing <laughs> right because it's yeah. meant to be handheld so like they just do a little bit better yeah than just your normal like mirrorless where you're kind of holding it and you're like Rrr. this is before yeah. you guys had like a but you're gonna, or something, right? you, yeah, yeah it was before we had our own stabilizer like a, if you're going to use a mirrorless camera and it doesn't have been built-in stabilization you're going to need some sort of stabilizer but but you're also with that running gun professional camcorder you're going to get that news documentary ENG style video look you know what i mean where it looks like a a couple of young 20 year olds showed up to a 5k and <laughs> were whipping a camera around but it's good it's it's convenient it's you don't have to set up your shots the same way you don't have to change lenses yeah, you probably you don't, don't have, have to, to change overthink. batteries as much so if you're just doing that like it's almost like documentary style i guess you could call it so, but you're just trying to get the stuff as fast as possible. So, what would you say to the uh, to the individual who would say, I, "I don't need, I don't need the mirrorless camera to do my live stream, and uh, you know, I don't need, I don't need a regular camcorder. I'm going to go with the GoPro." What would you say? Oh, they're scared. they're so cool yeah, now. Though we told, you said you wouldn't make us mad today. No, yeah, I'm you promised. No, no, no. no. Hey, I promise. Actually, nothing, okay? actually, I'll I'll say this because we've worked with clients where they hang like GoPros or we we recommend a Sony action cam all the time. That's discontinued now, but I, I love it. Um, throw it on the screen, and it if the camera is just going to be static and it needs to be wide and cover like a basketball court, that might work. If 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 you just are just want a super wide shot and that's all you can do, I think that's fine. Now, do I recommend streaming via the GoPro to somewhere like Facebook? I, I mean, I've never done it for a long time, so I don't think that's the best idea. Wirelessly stream from your GoPro, 
to Facebook or something, I don't, I don't know if I could recommend that because the GoPro is, streaming's just like a fun add-on for the GoPro. It's not the main GoPro's thing. It's not the main thing to be an no, encoder. It's an action camera. It's an action camera. It's meant to be yeah, it's for out action. and record, and the new ones can record in like 5.7K and all this stuff. It with with hey cherry on top. You can also stream. So like, don't <laughs> stream from it. But if that's what we just added RTMP for if, fun. If that's what works for your organization, um, the nice thing is, I mean, I would stick a GoPro on like a light stand, get a little mount, and you can move that sucker around real quick. But I guess it has to be plugged into stuff, and you need a media mod. It, there's a lot more. Look at him, GoPro. look at him go. I'm well, just unraveling. And, and the angles, the angles on GoPros are so ridiculously wide. Oh yeah, you can't really capture. And anything when you unless switch it, it, it just gets grainier. It's and grainier it's and designed grainier as a point down. of view camera, so it's really designed to show one person's point of view. Okay. Which is why, if you were ever try to use a GoPro for like an interview, you would set. I'd set up right here in front of you, this far away from you, and I'd be like. Oh my gosh! Why do you look so far away? Cause <laughs> right, because of the fish islands. That's yeah, built into it's it. so yeah. like distorted, and it doesn't give you that same. So look. basically, what you're saying is, don't use those unless you're going to have action involved in your. Yeah, they're a good. They're a good B or C camera, or like a bonus C, shot. Like uh, I think a GoPro would be amazing if you were doing a sporting event and you wanted it on the field, but you didn't have a camera operator, right? And you're just like, I'm just going to stick this on a stand in the corner of the basketball court. Like or on you put, the court, you or, put it on the backboard. I know you. You yeah. see those cameras that do yeah, that with, with little hot. That's with the. Island, I mean, they don't use GoPros in the NBA, but they have a backboard camera and it's like a fixed mounted lens, and that's how they get that view. But you could do that in in a less expensive. I way. I think you use a GoPro when you want to show for free a throws. Cool shot. Yeah. Yeah. Something cool. And so something. I think it should be your main camera. I'm gonna throw something else at you real quick here. I love it. Um, would you recommend using? A webcam like a Logitech okay. C270X. You're probably like, I've never seen I that think camera. That's a great, yeah. If your use case is like, I just need to set up my computer and I'm like just giving this very straightforward in front of my computer presentation or whatever, then yeah, I think there's some really yeah. nice webcams out there. I know that market's crazy though because. It, the pricing and the quality is all over the place. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. do your research. That do, would be my Definitely advice. go to YouTube and search examples of webcam footage I'm, and stuff. But I'm yeah. not against it, but definitely do your research because I, I, I feel like it's easy to get suckered into something. And I think to your point, Josh, if you're going to be in front of your computer or right in front of that camera, it probably will work fine. You know, um, If you're going to mount that to a wall in the back of your church and run a USB cable down and plug it into your computer... I'm not too sure. I mean, if that's what you have and that's what you do to get into streaming, then by all means do it. We don't want to like stream shame. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, <laughs> stream shame. Stream shame you. Like if you're streaming, we want you to be successful. And if that's the, the resources that's the you have, then do it. Then, yeah. then make, you'll make it work. And, and the point is once people start to see value in the streaming at your organization, hopefully there's a little more budget allocated to you. And now you're like, okay, I can buy the $200 camera. Or the three hundred dollar camera, and then a little bit more because more people are watching. You're proving that it works. You want to if you have to just prove a concept works, then use a USB webcam. Hmm. Just don't buy one for twenty dollars off Amazon. It's probably <laughs> not great. <laughs> so going back to that Best Buy thing. <laughs> yeah. So back to Best Buy. Back to, maybe you do want to go there, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's enlightening to see some of the information that you guys have had over your experience of years of of learning. Yeah. what systems work best with what and what cameras are working best. Your knowledge has definitely increased. I can see that from when I first met you, yeah. you know, um, and, and basically in cameras. So I'm going to ask both of you the same question right now. Um, and I don't want you, I don't want either one of you to be biased in your opinion with each other. 
Okay. Okay. And I want you to answer at the same time. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you mirrorless or camcorder. And you cannot, there's no like, there's no extra detail here. Like if you had one or the other, and that was the only option you had for live streaming. For streaming. Okay. Okay. I got it. Just for live streaming. I want you both to answer at the same time. Yep. Got Ready? It. Three, two, one. Camcorder. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. You said no other factors were involved. No so other I assume, factors. I assume budget wasn't an option. So I Correct. could create my own Frankenstein. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to back mine up first because I'm ready. Because I thought go of the example it. as soon as you said it. Yep, go this for it. This is why I'm saying this. When we, okay, we would get hired to stream weddings during COVID. I mean, COVID's still a thing. But when, when COVID was heavy, we would, we would get hired to stream weddings. And it would be one camera. Based on the person's budget, they would be like, hey, I just want to pay for one camera and whatever. So when I would go do that, I would use the Sony. And here's why. I can plug it in so I know it's not going to power off. I can use a zoom controller so I can, mm. when the bride's walking down the aisle, I can zoom in nice and slow on her and then pull nice and slow out and go zoom in on different things. And when I was using one camera with my Sony, I would, you know, move around a little bit. Hey, the pastor goes up to the podium, you know, zoom in on him a little bit, come back out and stuff like that. Um, and record time. So if it's a wedding or something for streaming, I could record forever. Um, again, another, re- another time where I have chosen a camcorder. So I guess that's why my answer is so. I'm like camcorder is uh, when I stream the um, my stepdaughter's basketball games. Mm-hmm. It's like I use a Sony camcorder. Now, would the EOSR look way better on a 7200? Sure would until that basketball is coming at you and you can't in the 70 the 70 millimeter is too right. close or it's like and too it far in focus and, and it loses focus and you can't zoom all the way out because yeah. that camera can, most camcorders can get really wide mm-hmm. so like basketball comes by you you're like this and then they start going to the other side of the court i can easily zoom back in so all right and smoothly because on a on no, a you can't help him defend no well no, i always seen both sides of it i understand yeah. but you chose mirrorless oh, so give me your mirrorless man. defense yeah you know, I think you converted just, him already. No, I, you didn't. But I did forget about the AC power thing. The other advantage of a camcorder is obviously it's more often than not a professional camcorder you can plug into a wall. A mirrorless camera is designed to run on battery. But besides that, <laughs> I just think I I think the the flexibility of changing lenses anytime we side by side the imagery, it's just always so much better on the EOS R. Agree with that. And it's just like you can create so much better of scenes. Now, if in my case, like if I had to pick what I just picked, I am obviously uh, souping up this mirrorless camera to get it to do very basic things that the professional one is designed is already built into it. But to me, it's worth it to have a large sensor, good low light capability, to not worry about image grain or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, for me, like the product I'm delivering is, is a good picture. Right. And if the camera can naturally deliver a good picture and I had to go get all this other stuff to make it happen, I'm willing to do it. But it, it it's cumbersome, you know? It's definitely less convenient. Right. Well, I mean, you you have your points in, in both fields, right? So, I mean, and if money was yeah. no object, I'm sure... You know, you would buy the camera that has the larger lens, so you're able to to do. Well, you get yeah. one of those like six thousand dollar lenses that can like zoom. Oh and keep yeah, focus. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Parfocal lenses there. is what they're called. Lenses, yeah. Is where they don't lose focus as they zoom in and out. But you then you have to buy, get a focus puller and a zoom controller. <laughs> and, 
you just like gadgets. That's <laughs> well, yeah. it's fun to see it all like built out. Actually, in work, right? Yeah. See, so if I had my option, it would be a flashbulb camera. And at this point, I wouldn't. <laughs> all right. Wouldn't have any problems. That's fair. Well, good topic, good guys. Lighting. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Good topic. I I hope that um some of our you know our listeners and our viewers they get more out of this. So listen, if you uh, are happening to watch or even listen. Drop us a line. Let us know. Drop a comment or something. Let us know what one you would prefer and what and any questions you have for that. We would be interested to know and help out in that department. Right. But, or just if you have a quick question of like, wait, I was thinking this camera or that camera, we might be able to help you make a recommendation. Yeah. Because yeah. so yeah. again, it, it all depends on the use case. Absolutely. It definitely does. Absolutely. Well, I would like to kind of wrap this up, but at first, I, we have to thank our sponsors, Boxcast, of course, the company we work Absolutely. for, for allowing us to do this and allows us to take a, yeah. a day off to actually record. Thanks, right? Craig. Uh, Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but sure, an amazing um, uh, audio oh. company. We are very fond of them. They absolutely have given us, blessed us with this awesome. Dude, their mics. I actually just did because um, Josh usually does a lot of voiceover, but I had to do a voiceover like a couple weeks ago, and I used. I just came here. I used one of these. And the quality is just so amazing. It's butter, wasn't like, it? Like we we have nuts. like another three hundred dollar microphone from another company. This is what two fifty. Yeah, these are about like two, so. About these are about two, yeah, yeah two fifty. Yeah. This other microphone was like three hundred bucks, and that's what I always used to use. And I was like, yeah, this sounds good. And then once I switched to this, I was like, it's noticeably way, way better, different. and yeah. it's a little cheaper, and and it's just so easy. Yeah. It's plug and play. I love this thing. Love it. Yep, absolutely. So everything, everything out of yeah, the box the for sure has always been amazing. For yeah, me. and they're yeah. and they're a great company to work with. And, yeah, for and sure. They uh, they sell some amazing products. So again, thank you, sure, very much. Well, I think this is uh, the close of this portion of our fairy tale. Yes. Uh, going in, you know. <laughs> thank um, you for listening to us rant. Uh, yeah, and, rant and, and then just yell. A let lot. these two argue with each other. You know, with <laughs> yeah. Well, this is every day. This is, <laughs> this is just a normal Thursday. A normal Thursday. Well, you know, that's how it rolls. Well. I would like to uh, also thank Kevin Kletzer, our producer. And uh, by the time this episode airs, Kevin will be a married oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Kevin. congratulations, the Kletzer family. He's going to start crying. He is going to start crying. <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of the BoxCast Podcast, I'm Gary. I'm Wade. And I'm Josh. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Thank Bye. You.